Welcome, Mr. Bonheur. You're visiting our faculty from Brussels for one week, and uh, you gave a very nice lecture on nonlinear theory of electromagnetism. And this got me uh, the idea to have a conversation with you about the models and the mathematics we can do for these models for electromagnetism. Hmm. So maybe a good starting point uh, would be if you could explain what kind of standard models are there for electromagnetism and why aren't they enough? Yeah, so um, thank you for uh, the invitation to this uh, conversation. Uh, yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm not a, a real expert in physics, so I came to um, this uh, model of electromagnetism because of some uh, challenge, mathematical challenge. So from the physical point of view, I guess uh, many issues uh, can be studied with the standard Maxwell equation. Mm. But there is this uh, intriguing problem from, from physics about uh, the role of uh, point charges and uh, the problem of uh, the divergence of energy of uh, the solution of the Poisson equation when you have uh, a direct mass which uh, modeled the point charge. So the thing is that if you if you look at the Poisson equation with a with a delta distribution at one point, and you compute the electric field associated to that equation, it gives you um, an infinite energy. And this seems to be in contradiction with some with the fact that uh, uh, the charges should be modeled by by these uh, direct masses. So my starting point in, in these uh, studies comes from a very, uh, I think, elegant model um, devised by uh, Born and Infeld, um, which uh, attempt to have a theory where still the charges would be modeled by direct masses at points, and uh, which uh, would lead to uh, fields with uh, finite energy. Yeah. So the idea behind that, uh, just to put this in, in slightly different words, is that it's the very natural thing of charges to be just points exactly. acting in a very, very small point-wise yeah. way um, to be the reason for um, everything which we observe in electromagnetic fields. But um, it's not possible in the model which we have as a partial differential equation to really let them live As exactly. points, yes, because the mathematical model for that would be to have a Dirac mass, which is um, a thing that has a value different from zero, more or less only in that point where the charge would, would be situated. Yeah. And of course, we can smooth this out and then things become better. So we smear this yeah, yeah. point charge a little bit around this point, but this is kind of cheating the model very much, yes. Indeed. Yeah. Because we, we also think that uh, all the um, reactions and um, power exchange and everything should be, li be related to this very, very small point in space, yes. Indeed. So yeah. it's, it's a serious question to be able to have this Dirac measures. Yeah. And on the other hand, it's also kind of uh, strongly disturbing if the energy can't remain finite with this model. Exactly. Yeah, because this is absolutely unphysical and we don't observe uh, crazy things which, uh, which could be explained in a way that we don't really handle the energy in the right way. Yeah. 
so what is the, this uh, central idea which is different from the standard Maxwell model which makes it possible to kind of yeah. find an interplay between point charges? So in fact, the, the starting point of this model is kind of uh, analogy with the going from classical mechanics to Einstein mechanics mm -hmm. to special relativity. So uh, if you look at special relativity, uh, you can deduce that there is a maximal speed and so on. Um, a speed of light. A speed of light, yeah. yeah. And then uh, from that, you could, I mean, this, so, so this comes out from the theory, from experiments and so on. And, uh, but you could also, as said by Born and Infeld, you could suppose that, take puts that as an axiom and suppose and, and look at the maxwell equation, uh, sorry, uh, special relativity coming from a, a Lagrangian, which, which will replace the usual uh, mv square, which is the so mass times velocity to the square, which is the usual Lagrangian, mm. I mean, kinetic uh, energy of a in Newton mechanics, by a new Lagrangian, which suppose a priori that the velocity will always be bounded by C, the speed of light. Mm. And uh, using this analogy, um, Born and Infeld designed a model, uh, a new Lagrangian, a new Maxwell, they call it a Born-Infeld-Maxwell-Lagrangian, where they, take, they, they, they suppose a priori um, that indeed there will be a, let's say, maximal Uh, intensity for the field, for the both magnetic and electrical field. And so they, they really design a Lagrangian which has exactly kind of the same shape as the special relativity Lagrangian. So for instance, if you, if you drop the, the magnetic field for a moment and you look at the electrostatic uh, regime, then really you got exactly the same uh, mathematical expression as the Lagrangian for the Uh, special relativity, where the velocity is uh, replaced by the intensity of the field, of mm. the electrical field. Yeah. And this directly gives you that this electrical field should have a maximal possible intensity. Um, that you are speaking about Lagrangian has the physical background that we think of the momentum as being a preserved quantity. Yes? Yeah. And then, uh, so to say, classical mechanics, uh, which we can observe in our everyday life, uh, we see that like the energy and the mass is preserved. We also observe that the momentum is preserved. Yeah. And then if we want to make this a condition in our system, one possibility to, uh, to have this is um, to introduce this to through uh, uh, Lagrangian conditions. Indeed, yeah. And so now you've um, exchanged this preserved quantity of the standard intensity uh, by a, a new one, yeah. which is kind of um, along the line as uh, the ones are known from the relativity. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, one can think that if the intensity of the fields is kind of limited, then this problem with the infinite uh, energy is resolved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, in fact, if you, if you just uh, look at the, the electric field produced by a, a single charge at one point, Then you can do a very elementary computation. It's very simple. And indeed, you realize that uh, it solves somehow the problem. So that indeed, the, the energy of, this, of the field created by a, uh, a charge at one point is finite. Mm -hmm. So somehow it seems to solve the problem. Yeah. Now, there is a big challenge because this new Lagrangian has a, a special feature 
uh, is that now it's non-linear. So you come from a linear theory to a non-linear theory. Mm. So for instance, in the Maxwell um, equation, or if you take the Poisson equation for a single charge, each time you have several charges, the, um, the field produced by one charge can be added to the field produced to, by another charge, and this gives you indeed the field produced by all these charges together. But now, with this new Lagrangian, uh, with this new formulation, which is non-linear, um, there, there are some interaction. So it's not clear at all. There is no superposition principle. So if you take two charges, the field produced by the first charge, added to the field produced by the second charge, is no more a solution of the equation when you look at this uh, the field produced by these two charges. There will be a non-linear effect and a combination of the two fields. So it's completely lost that they are kind of independent exactly. in the linear model. Exactly. Mm. And this is up to now a challenge which is not solved. So yeah, which means you need a tool um, to replace um, understanding. So up to now, so to say, in the classical theory, if you understood um, what's happening for one charge and then what what happened for the other charge, you could kind of combine this in a way which we call linear. So we can exactly. just add this up or multiply by some strengthening parameters and so yeah. on. And this is completely lost. On the other hand, it seems quite um, um, sensible that th these charges kind of interact with, with each other as long as they are near enough. So is there a yeah. certain influence of the geometrical situation in between them? It's not clear for the moment. So what's, what you can show is that if they are far away or if there are small intensities, say, Then they somehow will know. In, there will be in somehow no interaction. So so somehow they will live separately. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's 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 not clear how how they interact for the moment. Uh, I mean, uh, for me, it's not. Uh, yeah, you're not a physicist, but it's yeah. kind of uh, to know uh, for which mathematical solutions you can aim. Yeah. It would be nice to have an understanding of the physical background to kind of find this in the results on for the mathematical model, what's kind yeah. of predicted with the physical model. I would say that, I mean, when you have this uh, superposition principle, um, it's easy then to see how is the field close to each location of the points of the charges. Mm -hmm. My belief is that something very similar should should be true also in this uh, born infant model. So indeed, if you go close enough to one charge, you should somehow see only the effect produced by this charge and not the others. But that's somehow for the moment, at least for me, hidden in the in the equation. And then mm. I'm, the, I'm not able to, to, to see that for the moment. Yeah. But I, that would be my guess. That you would still, expect that. Mm -hmm. Still one charge is close enough, is really giving what happened close to that charge. Locally. Yeah. yeah. But this would also kind of correspond to the fact that you uh, imagine to be the linear approximation yeah, so valuable in a, in a near neighborhood of this point. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, if you work with this um, partial differential equations, which stems from this new Lagrangian, what are the typical challenges? Um, so what kind of results um, do you get? And what kind of results are missing dearly? Yeah, so the, 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 the challenge here is the fact that uh, from the point of view of the, of the mathematical uh, formulation of the equation, 
So this is an equation, at least if you take the electrostatic uh, case. Um, this is an equation which uh, um, is in the world of what we call elliptic equation. But um, the operator that you get is uh, is not uniformly elliptic. So it, had, it presents a kind of singularity. Mm. And that makes the business model much more complicated. So if you if you look at all the regularity theory that exists, if you look at uh, um, yeah the, the, the classical approach to this kind of equation, this operator is not covered uh, as it stands. So if you want to apply classical tools of uh, elliptic theory, you have to first uh, work to see how to uh, to apply them, mm. and that's that's the, the real challenge. Now they have been this operator is is what what I like also from this equation and and this um, this field is that there is a, a big interplay between physics because this model has a, a, an origin in physics interplay with analysis because it's full of analysis you have a PDE but also with geometry mm-hmm. because this this operator uh, and it's it's somehow uh, interesting that this operator stands as uh, uh, the, the operators that comes from this model of Born-Infeld also give you the mean curvature of a Niper surface in the Lorentz-Minkowski space, which is now give you a bridge to uh, relativity. So you see that there is lots of connection between these uh, this, uh, this fields that uh, are really uh, thrilling and interesting to... to, to I mean, to, to study. Mm. So, indeed, there are some tools that can be bring from um, research that have been done in physics, research that have been done in analysis, from people from geometry, and try to bring all this together to understand this model. And that that also what was kind of appealing for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, usually, at least what I'm always trying to tell my students is if we... Uh, leave behind the linear world and come to nonlinear models. Very often, one problem which we see, or it occurs as a proper problem, but it's a feature in the end, is that we use a uniqueness of solutions. So very yeah. often we have several or even infinitely many solutions. And since we expect only one solution to be really the solution which is realized, uh, then uh, the problem of stability or instability enters the, the picture. Yeah. Um, how is the picture with respect to kind of your equation? Yeah, in my equation, um, somehow it depends what you want to study. If you mm-hmm. want to study the evolution problem of this new uh, Born-Infeld-Maxwell equation, then it's very little is known. So there, I, I cannot comment too much, but there is a, a huge uh, many things to to study there. Now, if you go to the electrostatic electrostatic regime, then really. Uh, The fact that, uh, 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 let's say, a charge or a superposition of charge produce a unique electrical field, that's it's included in the theory and, and it's mathematically rigorously proved. So for this, you don't you don't really know you don't really need uh, PDEs, but only functional analysis. Mm-hmm. So at the, at the level of functional analysis, the problem is is kind of well understood. Now, what is difficult is to um, analyze. Uh, the resulting field produced by a charge or a superposition of of point charges or even a density mm-hmm. so that's that's the challenge and for that you need 
So usually what you do is you understand that by studying the underlying partial differential equation. And that's what is not available for the moment in the model, in the theory. So we, we are, there is no problem to prove the existence and the uniqueness, what's uh, the basic uh, starting point of the, of the problem. But the real challenge is to, is to understand how, this, this, uh, how the field looks like especially close to this point charge. Mm. Because the challenge was that, I mean, the, the, the kind of revolution in that, in that new model is that if you have a single charge, then the density, um, the, the field at this point, at the location of the charge, is not singular anymore. And the carrying energy is finite. So to prove that the, carry, the energy carried by this uh, field produced by a superposition of charge is finite, there is no problem to prove that. So still, the theory gives kind of satisfactory answer. But the difficulty and, and what you would like is to understand how is, how is the field close to these different charges. That's the, the difficult issue. So really kind um, of evaluate um, yeah, the, the functional value kind of. Yeah, or qualitative behavior mm. is there. I mean... For instance, if you have a, a charge with a positive sign, uh, does it give you a local maximum of the field? If you have a charge with a negative sign, does it produce a negative, uh, a local minimum of the char of the field? Stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, because the typical question in elliptic theory very often is that if we have a bad behaving right hand side, yeah, um, how much uh, can we say about uh, the reg regularity of the solution? Exactly. And since um, um, the solution, so the, the partial differential equations include several derivatives of, of the field itself, this is kind of a smoothing influence. So we would expect if we have a second order differential equation that what's happening on the right hand side kind of in two orders better could be a solution. That's yeah. not always possible, uh, but that would be the hope for what we call maximal regularity. Yeah, that's why, for instance, if you have in the linear theory, even if you have what we call direct masses, which are strange objects in mathematics, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a function. It can be seen as, let's say, zero everywhere except at one point with, where we would like to say it's infinite. But, okay, So it has a singular behavior. But even for such a, a right-hand side, as you said, um, the solution of that equation will be very smooth outside this point. Mm. Now, what happened is here in this new model, uh, well, I say new, I mean, it's different from Maxwell. It's, it's kind, kind of old. It was proposed in the, in the 30s. But, um, yeah, but it, this was a time when a lot yeah. of new models occurred and yeah. a lot of um, ideas came which couldn't be um, followed up because, for example, computers were not available yeah. as nowadays. Now, what I was saying is that mm. in, the, in that for that model here of Born-Infeld, it's not clear at all that uh, outside the location of these charges, the solution will be smooth. Because when I said that there was uniqueness and existence of the of the field at the functional analysis level, this gives you existence in one functional space, and this function can be not too regular. It, Probably it's, it is Lipschitz function, but can can produce some angles. Mm. And so it's not clear that we expect, of course, that 
where you have location of the charges, the solution should have a, will probably have a singular behavior because, uh, because of the singularity produced by the, the, the Dirac mass. But it's not clear that outside these masses, these points, the solution will be smooth. That's something I'm not able to, mm -hmm. to prove at And the what are hopes for development of new tools um, to get more knowledge about that? Yeah, that's uh, a good question. I mean, uh, there have been lots of uh, theory in the in the in the recent years on uh, quasi-linear elliptic equation, and uh, so maybe this this can be use, useful. Uh, also, many development in in elliptic theory when the right hand side is a is a measure. So one one should uh, investigate in those direction. So some tools could be helpful there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one one feature which is present in this, uh, in, in I, I think fascinating in this uh, in this model is that often when you have an equation, you can identify, let's say, a privileged scale in the model. So you kind of know which is the good scale to see something. If you want to observe the solution at around some point, then you do what mathematicians call blow up, sometimes mm -hmm. blow down, to really observe and zoom on, on this area. Now, if you look at this uh, model of Born and Infeld, it's uh, nonlinear and such nonlinear that there are many, many, many scales. In fact, there are infinitely many scales in a way because if you write the, the operator of the Lagrangian as a power series, you have all the scales present in the models, While, if you look at Maxwell equation, for instance, the Lagrangian is is, a, is the square of the of the gradient of the field, mm. and in the in the Born-Infeld model, you have all the powers, all the even powers of the gradient of the field that appear, and so it means that you have many, many, many scales, and it's not clear at all what's what's the the leading scale, which is the right one to observe. How to zoom and, and so there. I think there are many challenges in in that uh, in that operator. Mm. Yeah, this sounds um, quite amazing to have so many scales. Infinitely might be a bit too much to touch. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, probably there is at some moment it's not enough to go. Let's say to very big, big, big scales. Maybe. At some moment, you could decide that one scale, one big scale, could be enough. I don't, mm. I don't know. I have no. Yeah, just you know, to get a, a first step into the system, yeah, yeah. you just uh, choose the scale where you can do something. Exactly. If you, of course, if you have, if you are in the regime where this Born-Infeld model is close to the classical Maxwell equation, then you recover that the, the, mm. the, the let's say the usual uh, linearization and linear scale is the right one. Yeah. And then things behave like in the Maxwell case. Yeah, Of course, this feels safe if you can do that, kind of a limiting process to end up in the standard model. But on the other hand, that's not the interesting thing. No, exactly. So maybe it's more interesting to look at different asymptotic scales. Yeah, so one one thing could be to try to, let's say, I don't know, pass to the limit in those scales. That's yeah. kind of... However yeah. to do that, yes. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, um, of course, um, you are in the profession of doing partial differential equations in the context of um, mathematical theory for some time. 
but uh, when you decided to become a mathematician, would you have um, imagined yourself treating problems you do just now? Mm, no, I don't think so. In fact, I, I always liked mathematics. And when I was in, uh, in secondary school, in, 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 so mathematics was my favorite topic and, and I was not really thinking about what to do next. I was like, for me, I was mathematics. I, I was, it was a, really a pleasure to do mathematics, to study mathematics. So it became quite natural to me to go to university and, and to study mathematics. I, have, I had no idea at that time that I would be a mathematician and that I would spend all my my days to to struggle with mathematical problems but uh, but it was natural in my head that I wanted to study mathematics to know more about mathematics did you choose a, a special place where to study mathematics or did you just take uh, what was uh, nearby yeah i was i was living close to brussels so i was commuting by train going to the university every day That was for my bachelor, I mean, yeah, kind of bachelor. And then for the master, I, I took some small apartment in Brussels. And yeah, it was natural for me to go to the capital because I was living close. Yeah, maybe uh, in, in Germany we have, um, it's not so natural just to go to Berlin. <laughs> to oh yeah, well, of course, yeah, so because it's a big country, but it's a country. Belgium is small, so... Yeah, yeah. No, no, and also uh, I would say that um, wherever you start to study mathematics in Germany, you will get a good education anyway. Yeah. And it's just the difference um, in what direction of specialization you might be attracted depending on persons yeah. working there. Yes, that's not uh, everywhere the same. But Topic. you can't, um, I think before you start to study you don't have really have an idea if you want to become someone working with structures and become algebra or to topology or something like that yeah. or if you are numerical guy and so um, this might not be such a, a big problem so if you just choose the university which is nearby it's probably not the worst choice because other things could be more easy in your life then yeah yeah and um During uh, when you make this shift from from school to university, were you surprised about what was happening at university, or was it just as you expected it to be? I cannot really tell. I mean, <laughs> I I was I was it was like a track. Mm. I was on the track and I was following the the flex and so I everything was felt right. Yeah, I was absorbing what the yeah. teacher were were telling to me. I was enthusiastic with what I was learning. I, especially in analysis and mm. was, algebra was, let's say, less attractive to me. But things like uh, every continuous structure like geometry, differential geometry, analysis, functional analysis. Yeah. No, so it's, for me it was a, a kind of as, it, as if the track was already there and I had just to follow it. And uh, yeah, and... Also, I, I like it. Also, I, I was interesting in in, uh, in 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 looking at mathematics also as a, as a, as a tool in uh, in in many other science. So that's that's also probably a reason why I came to um, partial differential equation, and uh, because it it's really something. It's, it's really. Uh, um, 
a world where you have uh, uh, you are you are trying to I mean as a mathematician we take the models but uh, people are designing models and also models are coming from uh, from physics biology chemistry now economics I mean many many interesting features uh, many um, inter- uh, physical phenomena and so on can yes. be studied with mathematics and that, that was kind of uh, interesting to know that mathematics is, let's say, the universal language for science, and somehow we have the somehow the building blocks for many many studies. Yeah, it's kind of uh, almost like a, a last sentence um, for a conversation in the, under the subscript um, modeling. Yes, yeah. because our podcast is called uh, Model Ansatz. Okay. And so you have um, one wonderful model which you presented here, which is uh, so nicely on the interface between physics and mathematics that I even I find it really fascinating. Thank you. So thank you that you took your time while you were a guest here at Karlsruhe and had many things to do uh, to have this conversation with me. Thank you for the invitation. Mm-hmm.